this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. No Jumper, coolest podcast in the world. We got Day Salon on the podcast today. How are you doing? Good. How are you? Uh, I'm great. It's nice to have you in here. I feel like uh, what you're doing is big for LA, for Compton. You're definitely like an up and coming superstar shit. that feels like it's being bred right now, right? Thank you. Thank you. You know, I'm working on it. We're in the process. Definitely. In the process. So, talk to me a little bit about coming up. You're, you were born in Compton and raised there? or? Nah, I was actually born in uh, fucking Anaheim. Oh, okay. And I was raised in Compton. Like, I moved to Compton when I was like four. Okay. So your parents decided to level up a little bit and get the hell out of Anaheim, Anaheim come back to the level. streets? No? Nah, it was actually weird. Like, my parents wasn't together. Like, they split. So my mom's dude, who she got with, was in Compton, and that's just where we ended up going. Okay. But you, so you were way too young to, like, realize the, the difference and the, the, the change of scenery that you were going through? No, nah, it was for sure, like, a change in scenery like mm. i noticed it i was young as fuck but i still like you know all of a sudden now i got cousins now i got you know different people popping up i'm just like okay it's a little different what's, definitely what's this shit <laughs> was it was it like a, a crazy place would you describe it as a crazy ass place to grow up because i mean you, you a lot of times you hear about comms not necessarily as wild as it used to be in the 90s or whatever yeah. no nah, it was still wild for sure mm. growing up there was like at least three drive rides like cars in front of my house shooting at the house next to me wow yeah like nah it's still wild okay. <laughs> it's still wild as fuck <laughs> and so did you like did you feel like you were growing up sort of like did you want to be a part of that or did you do you want to like stay away from it like what was your mentality as a young person observing that you know what was like crazy about it was like having like an asian mom she tried to like shelter me a lot mm. like she tried to like really you know keep me away from that but i was drawn to the lifestyle so you know, my little badass, I was sneaking out, like, you know. <laughs> like, really? Like, like this is kind of what I am. Like, I can't, can't run from it. Do you it. remember a time period, though, where you sort of, like, went from being just, like, a regular kid to, like, quote-unquote, jumping off the porch is how a lot of people tend to phrase it in terms of when you first start, like, going out and just being your own person and wanting to be around all this shit? You know, I ain't really officially jump off the porch until, like, I became homeless. Really? And that was when I was, like, first time was, like, early 17 like not early late 17 and then second time was 18. so what what had and, to happen to lead up to that uh like broken family shit. it was just too much going on in the household that was just toxic and i was like i can't deal with this shit no more like i'd rather be on my own and keep dealing with this type of shit. so i'm gonna just distance myself I'm right go there was just too much bullshit going on at home was it mm -hmm. was it your mom's dating life that was sort of bringing problems around or nah not her dating life i mean you know it's like when people have demons that they ain't never dealt with 
and they kind of take them out on you. Like, mm. I felt like that shit from everybody around me. Like, everybody had their problems. So I was really like that black sheep out of both sides of my family. So I was like, man, I ain't fucking with y'all. I gotta yeah. go. <laughs> I gotta go. When you think about like an Asian mother, are we thinking of like all the stereotypes that she just wanted you to 100% go to college? And, or, yes. And do you, yes. were you just not interested? Nah, I mean, I did, like, once upon a time, I did, but, you know, as soon as a nigga became homeless, you know, that shit whole changed. My whole, I'm like, I got to get a job, I got to start working, I got to start getting to it, like, yeah. Plus, I wasn't, like, no school person. I hated school. Right. I hated school. Only thing I liked was art. You never had anything, any interest in the school part of things? I feel the same way. I'm like, no. it just didn't, it didn't really <laughs> click for me during my high school years. I'm very into like learning and reading as I get older, but as a 17, 18 year old, it just yeah. didn't really work. Yeah, nah, school just, it wasn't it for me. Like, mm. I'm like, the only thing, I took the things that I was supposed to take, but other than that, all the shit I knew I wasn't going to use, I'm just like, fuck them. What the fuck I need to know about this for? Mm. I don't really care. Definitely. So what was what was homeless like? Or what was was there a confrontation with your mom specifically that led to that happening? Yeah, it was just a build up of shit and it was a time and point where it's just like I ended up going to, to like two proms and they weren't mine, they were like other people's. But like she paid for that shit, but I ended up like giving her my paychecks. Like I ended up like I had like my first job was at Ross. She mm. was like taking my paychecks to like kind of pay her back for that shit. Okay. And I'm just like, like this shit don't feel right. Like, and it was way more than like what it was supposed to be. Like three checks down the line, I'm like, man, this not right. Like you, you at this point taking from a nigga, like I can't. I can't All right, I let can't me have my little shit. Ross hustle. You know, and, and like, why you gotta try me, to fuck me, that up for me? my shit. And then at that time, especially I started Ross and then Shortly after, I got hired at California Pizza Kitchen, too, so I was working both of them. And I was telling my girl as I was getting ready for this interview, I'm like, wow, she worked at Ross and then worked at California Pizza Kitchen, which is crazy because for me, my ideal girl shops at Ross and then eats <laughs> lunch at California Pizza Kitchen. See? That's just kind of my type, Whoa. you know? Yeah. <laughs> you see? We on a budget and we also got some good taste, you know? Right. <laughs> uh, I interviewed a dude, that Asian dude, Timothy Daylight Ghetto, who's a comedian on Wild and Out and shit, and he said that he got fired from CPK because like, I think he made fun of the uniform on Twitter and so they <laughs> fired him. Why'd you get fired? I fucking did. I didn't get fired. Oh, I okay. left. You left. I left. I started dancing. Mm. I started dancing. And it was hard. Like, I was going from Ross, like, early morning shifts to 6 a.m. shifts to California Pizza Kitchen. Then after that, I go straight home. And then I start working my way to go dance. I'm like, I'm not sleeping. Right. I can't fucking, I can't keep doing this. Like, I got to, like, something got to give. So. So you were doing all three at the same time. But you, yeah. but you moved out what, with the Ross thing going on. You were yeah. like, fuck this. I'm going to yeah. start my own. But I ended up, like, I was staying with my best friend. She was all the way in. She was, she lived, like, right by Crenshaw Mall. Uh-huh. Fucking Ross was in Long Beach. I had to take like two buses and a train. Nah, three buses and a train. Right. That shit was fucking wicked. Wow. <laughs> that shit was wicked. But who put the battery in your back and told you like maybe this dancing thing will pay you a lot more? You know, I was like raised in a household where like they kind of instilled that shit in me. Like they always told me like, like you gonna be walking up Long Beach Boulevard. Like is that what you want? Like what you want the clear like the clear shoes and bottle bottle. Like they always made like insinuations like you gonna be a hoe you gonna be a stripper so it's kind of in the back of my head not supposed to be but i'm like shit let me see what it's about 
So your family were like trying to scare you in, uh, about that path, but then at the same time sort of made it seem like a real path. Yeah, it wasn't even that they scared me. They were just like kind of just fucked up. Mm. <laughs> they just kind of wanted to like, you know, it's one of them families that like really like brought you down mentally. Like mm. you ain't going to be shit. You, ever, you ain't never going to be shit. This is what you going <laughs> to be. Like I can see you going to have a baby. They thought I was going to have a baby like 13. Whoa. Yeah. That's kind of weird. And to I like, was a fucking virgin until like 17. Oh, really? Because right. I feel like a lot of <laughs> some families like raise a kid, like telling them that they could be whatever they want to be. And they sort of put them into a positive mind state. And it's kind of crazy to hear from somebody who sort of makes it out like their parents sort of instilled like self-doubt in them. Yes, I grew up in that shit. So, yes, it was hard getting to where I'm at now, mm. like and just being actually confident and actually believing myself because. I was raised by people who only tore me down. Right. Damn. Okay, so then at a certain point, um, how did the, the stripper thing like pop in your head to really like want to try to do that though? I started doing my research. Google is a man's best friend right now. You know right. what I'm saying? So I literally Googled it. I'm like, how much do dancers make? You know, I see random ass numbers. I'm like, man, fuck it. I'm going to go find out. So I started DMing different clubs. Uh-huh. Like, Instagram was around at the time, and that's when people building their businesses on there. So I'm just like, okay, let me DM some of these people. Like, I'm going to, like, you know, say, like, see what's up, you know. And the nigga who ran AOD at the time, he's the one who, like, responded and was, like, fucking with me. He was like, hit this nigga. Like, you know, the page told me to, like, hit this nigga. I'm like, all right, well, hit him. And from that point on, that nigga, like, kind of took me in and, like, put me on. Uh-huh. So... From your experience, though, like, I'm always so curious, like, from going to strip clubs in L.A., though, was it, did it feel like a predatory type of thing where you feel like when you look back and now that you were sort of being taken advantage of, or do you feel like they actually had your best interest in mind? Nah, he had my back. Like, I really told that, I told that nigga my story. Like, I told him what had happened. And I don't know why I felt so comfortable with him, but, you know, he's just a real nigga. I could just sense that shit off of people sometimes. And... He's just like, you know, I know other things that he do and for him to do that with me and just like, you know, he got me my my fake ID. He he didn't want the money back, you know. He was just like, you could work here and then when another club opened up, he was just like, boom, you could work here and he didn't want nothing from me. So he really wanted the best for me. Like it was Fake ID because no, you had to be 21? Yeah, okay. I was 18. I was, I was like, man, I hope you weren't 18. 17. <laughs> 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 yeah. No, I was a fresh 18. I was a fresh 18. Okay. And I had to be cautious with that shit. Right. Back then, that vice, that young vice was trying to come get me. <laughs> really? They were looking for you specifically? They wasn't looking for me, oh, but okay. I have for sure had some haters to where they always had vice popping up at the club. And I knew it was because, like, you know, I was one of the only ones at that time that was, like, young, young. So I'm just like, shit, they trying to get me. Wow. <laughs> trying to get me. <laughs> so, like, do you feel like you just grew up a shitload? Because, like, realistically, the strip club is where... You know, that's half the time you go to a strip club, it's like this is all drug dealers slash dudes who oh. run other illegal businesses. Literally. The strip club is where all the most G'd up slash scumbag fucking dudes congregate. Literally. That's why I could say I matured that much quicker. I was already older for like my age. I already grew up very quickly. Mm. But being 18 and now I'm fucking with people who 24 to 30 and like it's just... It was a whole different ball game. Right, you just start finding out about so much yeah. shit that you wouldn't know about. And otherwise. I literally just, I just took it, took in the knowledge. I was quiet, you know. I just did my shit like I was a dancer. I literally came in, got my money, and dipped. I'm like, 
ain't no reason for me to stay here. Don't talk to me. You know what I'm saying? Like right. I was, I was real like in and out. That's kind of like the best way, but I feel like it's almost kind of inevitable, especially in LA, that if you start stripping, that it's going to start creeping its way into your social life and shit. That it's going to be hard to keep it separate from just your regular life, right? What's crazy is I was able to hide it for all four years. Really? I was able to hide it. I kept it away from my social media shit. I didn't really promote it like that because, you know, it's just too much things going on. And like mentally, I was just like, damn, I proved my family right. Like, mm. last thing I'm going to do is like, you know, give it to him. Like, I can't do that. So it wasn't that hard because I'm like a real low-key person. So mm. it's not like it was just like, oh, she here, she here, she here, and she danced. Like, I, was, I danced, and you never seen me after that. But you didn't <laughs> have, like, rappers falling in love with you at the strip club and stuff. I feel like that inevitably ends up happening. I did. Yeah? I did. <laughs> Damn near everybody I had a crush on when I was younger tried to get at me. And at that time, I was in, like, a four-year on and off relationship oh. so i was like you know i got a nigga to go home to but that shit was fucky <laughs> what the relationship itself yeah that's why it was like on and off for four years it was, on and was off. it partially because he he knew that you were in this environment and he didn't really like it or? yeah he was for sure insecure nigga mm. he, he for sure couldn't handle that shit but he also like you know he just he ain't had shit going on for himself neither like i i was taking care of that nigga basically mm. like i was low-key getting pimped Really? Nah. Oh, wow. Like, okay. <laughs> nah. <laughs> right, I felt nah. like you should have told me that along the way <laughs> in this story at some point. I'm like, holy fuck. Nah, nah, nah. Not at all. I was just taking care of a little bum nigga. All he did was sit on play games. It's not like it was like some pimp shit where like he was really like, this is my money. I'm going to take it. Like, nah, this is my money. You touch my money. Better put that shit back. Right. Figure out how you can. But you were just like <laughs> convinced that this relationship was it and then you were stuck with it? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. But. Nah, I was just, at that time, I literally, like, being homeless, me and him became homeless at the same time. Right. And we both didn't have, like, nothing. So I'm just like, damn, like, this is all I got because I really cut off my family for, like, like a year and a half, two years. Uh -huh. So I was really just by myself, and it was just really me and him, and that's really who I thought at that time, like, all I had and that I needed him to, like, keep going because, like, I felt like if it wasn't because he became homeless, like I might have just like fell under because mm. I don't think I had the motivation to do it for myself at that time. Right. Yeah. Damn, that's serious. So like being homeless, though, were you able to like find your way into situations where you had somewhere to stay and stuff pretty quickly? Yeah, you didn't honestly, have too many park bench nights? No, honestly, no. Like okay, my best friend was like she was there for me. Her family like low key took me in. Like it was like a. It was like a random night here, random night there, but she was the one that was just like, you know, like, I got you, but I just wasn't comfortable with that because I'm like, this ain't home, this ain't, you know, this ain't where I belong, <clears throat> this your situation, you mm -hmm. know? But his situation was just that much worse. He was in a point where he had to sleep in my best friend's car. So I was just like, damn, like, I literally gave myself a week and I was like, I got a week to get a place and I got a place within that week. Wow. 
Okay. It was a little shack, but you it know. Worked. <laughs> it worked. It worked. It was a little shack. Holy shit. It worked. So were you like promoting yourself on Instagram and sort of like realizing, because like it, it's got to be weird being in that strip club environment. You got a million dudes showing you affection, telling you how pretty you are all day. And then meanwhile, like you're sort of realizing like, oh, there's girls building up their Instagram pages, getting a million followers and making money like that. Was that something that you were sort of starting to realize that you thought you might be able to do as well? You know, I always loved like, I was always a social media person, like even as a kid, like I got in trouble for trying to be on social media. Really? So my first thought when I started dancing was like, all right, what's gonna take me out of this shit? Mm. And I looked at Instagram, like, I think that's what's gonna do it. Like, you know, I just gotta build up this as like a profile. Like I can use it as like a modeling profile. Cause at first I wanted to do modeling. Mm. Cause you know, I was just like, you know, I can do it even though I'm fucking short. You know, mm. semi not realistic, but it is. Oh, these yeah. days you can model even yeah, now, short, right? Now it don't matter, but you know, back then it was still like a stretch. Like you still mm. had to be that like five, six, you know. I was still kinda like, you know, trying to dibble and dabble my way up in that shit. What are you five three? Yeah. My girl's five two, so See? I'm ah. giant compared to her. <laughs> <laughs> See, you already know. Hard <laughs> yeah. times, you know. Short life. Right, short life. Well, I'm six three too, so especially we look kinda crazy standing next to each other. Nah, that's the cool shit. Yeah, that's that like cool it too. shit. Yeah. Um, but okay, wait, so what were we talking about? <laughs> oh, just you building up your Instagram and yeah, everything. Instagram. And yeah, that was like a way out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it started, it was actually funny. I started doing it with other photographers and my nigga being insecure. Mm. He was just like, nah, I ain't fucking with that. So I ended up buying him a camera and I started having him take my pictures. So daytime, I was just building up my pro- portfolio. Like I was using Instagram as like a portfolio. Right. And then nighttime, I would dance. Right. And so along the way, like when did rapping start to enter your brain as a potential part of this whole thing? Man, rapping music in general didn't hit me till my fourth year dancing. And it was crazy because I told myself in the beginning of dancing, like by 21, I'm going to be done with this shit. Mm. So by 21, I was, but I just didn't know what I wanted to do. Like, I knew I wanted to be successful, but I was tired of doing things that ain't make me happy. Mm. So I ended up meeting my old manager at the strip club, which is fucking hilarious. Mm. <laughs> and he seen something in me. At first, he wanted me to do acting. I'm like, well, nigga, I'm not a good actor. I ain't gonna lie to you. Like, I'm not good at acting. Mm. <laughs> and he was like, what? You're a liar. Like, nah, I'm not. And then he asked me about music. I'm like, you know, like I, I, I write. Like, you know, I always wrote poetry, but I'm like, I never really tried to write music, you know. And, you know, he challenged me. He gave me a beat, and it's actually shitty, but it's actually it's shitty because it's a person beat who it is. But he gave me a fucking 6 9 beat. Oh, boy. That little Tati beat. Big Bloods. Man. That's your OG. <laughs> man. You gave me one of them fucking beats. I'm just like, why this one? And it was such a random ass beat. I'm like, how the fuck do you rap to this? Mm. And I felt like he was trying to challenge me. I'm like, okay, cool. So took the beat, wrote to it. He put me in my first like studio session, my first like thing. I got up in there. It's time for me to lay it. And like as soon as I put on them headphones, like I was happy. Like I glowed. Like I was just like, Oh shit. It's like, all right. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. Like, mm. I found where I'm supposed to be at. Like, cool. Got it. Great. So, right. it was a process before I hit that shit. Like, it was random as fuck. But right. 
everything happened at the right time. And so it just started to kind of go from there. Did you have a hard time sort of, because you know, it's one thing to have clout from being a pretty girl on Instagram and then try to transfer it over to getting people to actually pay attention to your music. It's a very right. different thing. It is. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I was always like the goofy person on Instagram. So it was like, like goofy, I danced, like, you know, I was doing like just the cute shit, but it, it wasn't, I don't think it was that hard really. Mm. Cause I ain't shown them too much of my personality, so they really didn't get to know who I was until I really started opening my mouth. Mm. That's yeah. interesting. When did you meet YG, and how did he play a role into all this? That was crazy. I actually met him at AOD. I figured. Fucking hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I met his ass at AOD. If you're a stripper, you could probably, yeah. if you strip for a year, you're gonna basically meet everybody Most in the LA music scene. Everyone, I would guess, right? Yeah. Every single person, even people you don't expect to meet, it's just like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> right. I feel super yeah. out of touch that I like don't go to the strip clubs anymore. Nah, they're kind of garbage. Yeah. Now they are. I got baby on the way. I got to stay away anyway. Yeah. <laughs> not the time. Not the move. Nah. Yeah. She's not gonna feel <laughs> that. Probably not. But okay. So what? What was it like meeting him? And how did you end up showing him your music? You know, like meeting him, it was funny. Like people from the city, like we just like automatically vibe. Like unless you like a gangbanger, gangbanger, you know. Like I told him, like, like what's the deal? Like I'm from Compton. Like. We automatically just cool, mm. solid. So from there, like, you know, he just followed me on Instagram, followed him back, you know. We was just regular, just regular at that. And my old manager, he is the one who was just like, I think I want to link you with YG. And I'm just like, yeah. And I'm like, cool. So at the time, like, I hit him just on some, like, casual shit, and I, like, let him know, like, like hey, I'm doing music, like, I sent him some shit. I sent him like a video I did. Mm -hmm. And this is before I even laid my first song. It was like a like a freestyle video that I fucking lost. So sad. Oh, really? Man, so sad. That's a tragedy. Man. <laughs> it'll, be, it'll be missing from the like eventual, like at one Man. point they're going to make a whole compilation of everything. And yeah, it's, I'm just know. like, damn, that was the OG one that people ain't even get to see. But I sent that to him and he like called me. He was just like, bro, like you can fucking rap. Like he's like, fuck with me. I'm just like, huh? He like, like, fuck with me on 400. I'm like, okay, like, you know, we'll see. And then, like, you know, as I kept doing the music shit, like, probably like three, four songs in, like, he called me out the blue and he was just like, bruh, what's up with your music shit? And, you know, it's kind of like a no brainer to like, fuck with him 400 comps and shit like it just it makes sense right you guys must have like a pretty close relationship because he was actually calling you like 20 minutes ago <laughs> while we were sort of waiting around for like five yeah, minutes before man. we started this he be worried and shit i'm just like man i got this he like like a like a big brother mm. he be like be cool you know got this be straight to the point like man i got this that, that's one thing you can say about him though is that yeah. like he's had his own career and everything but he's also signed like a lot of different talent over the past however many years like he's really a lot of like mm -hmm. different artists that had a wave going he he got in there and like recognized that pretty early so nah, that's facts yeah that's facts i look up to bro he he fire yeah and i mean it's got to be kind of crazy because he's like been through so much shit in the industry that he just ha oh, must have so much shit to warn you about and to he tell you do to, he do know. but he don't even warn me he just be like you know just stay on your shit focus on this like you know don't don't let the other shit like you know sidetrack you like nigga focus this is what you gotta do how much does he try to get involved up in the music like the actual creative process because i'm sure he has something to offer in that regard none really none he at now like at this point 
he knows it's better to just leave me alone and just be like me be in a studio, just me by myself and an engineer. Really? Because then I come out with songs. He's just like, nigga, what the fuck? Like, mm. versus when people be up in there, or he be up in there and it be different, like, opinions and shit. I be like, all right, I'm going to do what y'all want to do, but it ain't really what I want to do. So, you know, I'm just going to make what y'all want me to make. Right. Got it. But he helped me along the lines of, like, my writing, like, when it comes to writing, because at first I started off with too many words. He mm. was just like, you need to make things more simple. Like, a lot of rappers have that you know, problem. Yeah, I got that problem. I'd be, like, trying to rap rap, and he'd be like, nah, you got to, ah. Right. <laughs> like, you'd be like, tone it down. You got to do some catchy shit sometimes. You got to do this. I'd it's be better like, to okay. fit the flow and say a lot less than to yeah. say too much and make the flow sound a little exactly. bit Exactly, and too people ain't going to hear that. Yeah, exactly. definitely. So he for sure helped me, like, helped me in that aspect. But so you guys haven't done like a full on collab yet, like being in the studio really making records, or have you done that but you haven't released it yet? We have. We made like we try to make like like three. Well, now nah, we got a banger. We sitting on a banger. I ain't gonna lie. Really? Wait on it. Well, that motherfucker's gonna be fire. But the ones before that, like yeah, we had tried some shit. Like you know, like the you know how like the Trina and the Trick Daddy, mm. how they had they like little talking back and forth shit. We tried to do that type of shit. It's like. Nah, this one cool. Nah, this one all right. But I think we tried it the third time. The third one hit. I'm just like, okay, cool. Oh, stuff. Definitely. Um, does he also like? Cause he could help put you in the studio with all kinds of artists too. Is he like help to arrange any of that kind of shit yet? Um. <laughs> nah, he ain't arranged uh, nothing. I mean, he wanted me to do a song. I, I had this song that I wrote and he wanted to put somebody on it and I guess they arranged for Stunner Girl to get on it. Shout out to Stunner Girl, I know her. Yeah. Um, Didn't work out? Nah. What happened? <laughs> not my vibe. Oh really? You guys just didn't really yeah. get along? Not, not, not somebody I'd ever, you know. Oh, okay. Just not my flavor right there. Yeah. So okay. that didn't work out. And that's how, you know, eventually Ruby came into the picture because, you know, he was just like, man, you need a feature with somebody like, but, you know, you still up and coming. It's got to be somebody from, you know, the West Side. I'm like, why well, got to be somebody from the West Side, you know? And then I brought up Ruby and then, you know, they made that shit happen. No, I thought that was a really good fit in general, too. And she's kind of like similar to you in that she's a girl who's like known on the internet for just being good looking, but then also I feel like her music is really good. Like, I actually mm -hmm. have a shitload of faith in Ruby and sometimes I wonder like if, you know, when like the little TJ situation was going down, it's like, people like, I, I think her music is really good. I think her, her voice is really good. Her yeah, delivery no, is good. Fine. I think she's a star, so it's like, sometimes I hope that that kind of bullshit doesn't like get in the way of that. Yeah, she just, she can't, can't let the niggas fuck up her <laughs> shit, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> so what was it like when you guys tapped in though? Was it, cause I mean, it must be just totally different energy from cool. the other side of the country. It was cool. I mean, we first initially met on FaceTime. Initially met on FaceTime. It was cool. Like, we vibed. I met her in person, like, nine, three days later. Right. Um, and, you know, we, like, click. We was cool. Like, she was just, like, you know, she, like, sweet. So, like, you know. She's about the girls, too. I remember when I met her that she was almost, like, more trying to, like, get me hyped on her friends that she was with and shit than yeah. just hyping up herself. So I thought yeah. that was pretty cool. Yeah. She fired. That's dope. Yeah, and that song is really good, too. I mean, um, sometimes, like, okay, when Cardi B came out 
that was the first time that we had seen a girl talking about stripping, talking about stripping like it was selling crack. Like, yeah, I did this <laughs> and I made it out, and now I'm in the position yeah. I'm in and stuff. That was the f- <laughs> she was the first girl I heard rap and make stripping sound like some gangster shit that she did to make it where she is now. Shit, and now is. with like somebody you coming out, that don't even really like stand out to me as all that crazy. Like, oh, of course, like a young girl might do that to to make some money for a while before yeah. her music career starts going. I mean, nah, it's a hustle. Mm. It's it's for sure a hustle. Like. Yeah, I play it off like it's some regular shit, but I was working seven days a week because that money is like, that money addicting. Mm. That money addicting. And when you get it so easy, you spend just as much. Right. That shit trap your ass, so you kind of got to like keep dancing. Did you feel like you were ever really like (laughs) caking, like stacking that money, or was it just kind of always coming and going because you were wrapped up in that lifestyle? No, I was stacking. I was for sure stacking because I wanted to get a car. I'm Mm. like, man, Uber's just whooping my ass. Like, can't keep doing that shit because I'm the type of person like if I want something I'm gonna go get it so if my food is 50 miles away I'm gonna pay for that Uber that's a hundred dollars because I want that specific food Mm. so I would pay hundred dollars to get there hundred dollars to get back but when you dancer you gotta like that so it don't fucking matter (laughs) (laughs) like it don't fucking matter I'm gonna do it (laughs) well there's like certain like cheeseburgers that are just that attracted to you like I need that burger right now see I'm like I was raised off like Asian food majority Mm. so like the good ass Asian food out here is like all the way in like Westminster or like Gardena and at that time I was living in Watts so I was just like man I want one of these motherfuckers and then I'm like addicted to boba so boba alone was like 30 like a 30 dollar you know trip there you ain't got no boba and watch hell no (laughs) (laughs) hell no not one that I'm gonna trust the fuck with they shit wild you you, you, you fuck with Hawkins like that though yeah, man, they burgers. Fire. Hawkins is amazing. But I got to stay away from that. They turkey burgers is fine. Why you got to stay away? Because I, I don't be eating beef no more like that. Oh, okay. I got to stay away from that shit. I'm I was, like, thought you were saying because it's like right there. Nah, no, no, that shit fire, though. You're good around there, though? You can pull up the Hawkins. It's all good? Yeah. You got your Hawkins pass? <laughs> man, that's food. <laughs> you got a problem with me getting a burger, nigga? <laughs> What's the deal? No, but like when I pulled up to Hawkins, I just like immediately realized like, whoa, this is like... I'm in the hood. If you're not supposed to be here, <laughs> they are not going to be fucking with you being They're gonna here. They're going to be looking at you like, show purpose. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I almost threw a purple hoodie on there. And my homie's like, he's like, you with me, so you can wear that. But I could kind of see it in his eye. He's like, maybe like, you don't want to wear that. I don't think we want to do that right yeah, now. No, like, no purple here. I don't want to get pressed. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. You got to be careful. So, okay. Um, is it kind of weird, though, because music is more of like a long-term hustle and you you know the stripper thing is like cash in hand by the end of the night was it sort of hard for you to make that break and decide i'm just gonna do this instead of this man hell yeah because music music for one whole year that shit took everything i had like pursuing music my team was like you can't dance you can't do social media shit and it wasn't that they said i couldn't do social media shit it was just they had my accounts like connected to their emails and shit so I'm like, how I get money is through that shit. So y'all got it. So I can't get money through that. Can't get money through that. I'm like, damn, fuck am I supposed to do? What? Fast forward, a nigga went to jail. So. <laughs> Who went to jail? Me. Oh, you when, when was that? See, I'm real low key. <laughs> oh, yeah. I didn't even know. Yeah, I only went for like like a day and a half. But I'm like fighting that case right now. But it was because I had to do what I had to do because I couldn't get money like the way I knew how to get money. What'd you do? You robbed a bank? Nah, it was, it was oh. for some like robbery shit. Oh, for real? But it oh, wasn't wow. a bank. 
Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was a good. bank. I, you know what I'm saying? I, you know, but smart. Wait, your, your old ways just crept back in and you just had to get it? Yeah, I'm like, I'm a hustler. I, you can't you can't tell me I can't get money this way. I can't get money that way. I ain't finna do nothing. Like, what? You crazy. Right. Like, I'm gonna get it how I need to get it. So, you know, and fucking with my ex at the time, you know. He was a flocker? Yeah, he was a oh, big flocker. This okay. isn't the one for four years. This is a new ex. Oh. We was on some like Bonnie and Clyde shit. He was from the Bay. He was a big flocker. So Ooh. we was on some like different shit. And yeah, we got you know, caught up. But that was because I'm trying to pursue music. Like, I ain't trying to go against what y'all saying. Like, I'm going to fuck with y'all. I'm going to trust y'all. Mm -hmm. But I still need money. But is the management team trying to, like, tone down the sexiness and shit on Instagram? Do they do they have a lot of concerns about that? Because it's kind of hard to present yourself as a full-on, like, yeah. model and then also do the rapping thing. I feel like Ruby's an example of somebody who pulls it off good, though. Yeah, nah, she do that shit for sure. Um, it's hard. Like, me and my, we was actually talking about that shit the other day. Me and my team, we got to come to an agreement when it comes to, like, this social media presence thing. You know, like, we vibe with it, but it's just like, you know niggas want me to do this type of shit but i know like this ain't the shit that's gonna do this and then mm. they want to complain about like oh your male your male following higher than your female but it's like if you want me to do shit like this that's all that's gonna bring me you know right. you won't let me do shit like this this and this like you know what can i do mm. so we work we like in the process like we working on that shit right now because like, that was one weird thing is that when i was watching your stuff at first when they hit me up like oh do you want to interview her I was watching your shit and my girl was like, you posted her on Instagram the other day. And I was like, did I? And she's like, yeah, there was a Fashion Nova post. I'm like, oh, I didn't even realize it was the same person. There you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. I got like different little looks. I'll be switching it up a lot. Little side hustles. Yeah, you know. But so what is like the, the, the state of the music right now? Are you still like in the studio all the time? You're still grinding at it or what? Still in the studio, damn near every other day hustling we project is done so you know i kind of get to lay back off of it even though i don't want to you know project done but now we just in the process all right all right what we dropping next what we dropping next then project mm. yeah. that's dope do you um do you feel like the the corona thing has like slowed down everything a lot like a motherfucker you were probably have been in south by southwest getting like looks a there motherfucker. All kinds of shit, i'm right? irritated you know it's crazy at my signing dinner um, one of the agencies, they said, like, they got me rolling loud. Mm. So I was super excited. I'm like, bro, like, what I love, like, what I'm excited for, like, aside from the actual music, is performing. Mm. Like, I want to perform so bad. Like, so this whole corona shit is just like, we can't have concerts till 2021. I'm just like, man. All right. And just being in that environment, too, I feel like you just need to be around everybody and meeting everybody and shit, and that a lot of people would just fuck with you off of just, like, that's why, like, it's kind of crazy to hear you talking about the strip club thing and how that led to you meeting people who had power in the music industry, and that led you to where you're at now. It's kind of like, everybody you just, that's, you got to network, you know, you, you gotta got put to put your face in front of people. You got to, you got to, that's how you're going to get somewhere up in here. Yeah. My little anti-social ass be having to do that shit. That's how you feel, though? You feel like you're kind of anti-social, so when you put your in that environment it's as fuck. a little bit of a stretch but it's very it was necessary a stretch, like a motherfucker like for me i was one of them dancers that was like kind of hard to catch like i was literally like a stage performer mm. i performed on stage i didn't really do floor work um unless it was just like i was requested mm. so i would go ham on stage and then by the time i get off stage it'll be like this table want you this table want you this table want you 
So then I got a run to make. After that run, I go to the back and I sit and I smoke and I wait till my next stage set. Mm. Like I wouldn't really walk around, mingle. Like I hated talking. Like I hate talking to people. Like I was like, fuck am I here for? Right, because I mean like dancing on stage is one thing, but I could totally understand how a lot of girls who are comfortable dancing on stage would not really be feeling the whole like grinding on a motherfucker in the private room and getting their fucking stinky ass scent all over you I can count on one hand how many private dances I did. Really? And it was literally because the niggas were cool and they were like, I don't even want you to dance. I just want to talk to you. And Uh they literally just kept handing me hundreds while they talked to me. Wow. That actually sounds pretty great. It is great. <laughs> it is great. All you got to do is sit there, look cute, and they just like, yeah, tell me more. Mm. Yeah, then it'll be great. How do you feel like, like <laughs> what, what are the main things you can do to advance your career at this point since you are not able to do a lot of the in-person type shit that you would normally have been able to do? Man, I just got to go crazy on social media. Mm. I got to do it on the Instagrams, the TikToks. I got to get into the YouTube shit. I got to keep you know, spreading out my name. I got to keep representing that I'm an artist in different ways. And I can't just, you know, like, ah, the world shut down. I can't move outside. Like, nah, social media bigger than a lot of just walking outside. So I'm just like, fuck it. Mm. No. Plus, that's where I fucking started. Why not? Definitely. Do you feel like you have to, uh, like, do anything in particular to appeal to the, like, young girl side of your fan base? Since, like you said, you are doing very well with the dude side of the yeah, fan base? Yeah, it's my goofy shit. That's mm. how I was building my, like, my fan base at first. Like, my fan base probably came off of, like, my goofy shit, my, like, you know, my random dancing shit. It wasn't stripper shit. It was, like, retarded-ass dancing shit. Mm. And, like, you know, my random talking videos, like, that's how I started building up my female shit. And I also used to do weaves and shit. And, you know, like, I did a lot of everything. So my female following back then was a lot more even versus now. It's just like, you know, sexy this, you know, boom, that. It's kind of weird, though, because most of the, the rap fans, realistically, at the end of the day, like, are dudes. But mm-hmm. then there's also like a shitload of girls that are going to be fans too, but it's yeah. kind of like a different... I need my females uh, though, because I'm trying to build like, you know, a generation of stronger females. You know what I'm saying? I can't yeah, can't uh, do that just with a bunch of niggas. I mean, yeah, you could teach your daughter, but at the same time, I want your daughter to hear me. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I feel it. Um, okay. So anything you have planned, anything we should be looking forward to in terms of stuff coming up? Me and G will be dropping a song. Mm. Very, very soon. Not sure if it's going to be August or September, but y'all be on the lookout for that. It's going to be fire. And then my project should be dropping in November. Nice. But I'm probably going to drop one more single before me and G even drop something. So, you know, stay tuned for that. Keep it lit. That's exciting. Got to do it. Do it for Compton. Always. Do it for the bitty. You still out there or no? (laughs) You know... Considering I'm fighting the case right now, I decide to stay away from the hood currently because mm. every time I go back, I always do some fucky shit. Right. So, you know, it's like, well, I moved to the suburbians right. <laughs> area. Are you scared you're going to end up uh, getting locked up due to this whole situation? Not scared. I feel like I might get locked up for, like, calling somebody out on some shit. Like, you know, it is what it is. Right. I, I sometimes I don't have a filter. I don't. So I mean, this is rap music. We're getting locked up. Doesn't you know, tend to hurt your career if you only got yeah, staying there for really a little don't, while. But at the same time, you know, like I don't want to show like my people, like you know, like yeah, get locked up is a wave. Like it's not. Mm. But you know, like at the same time, like 
Shit happens. It happens, it happens, you know. But mm. I'm going to stay away from the hood because I know it's more likely to happen if I'm in the hood. Because mm. <laughs> I know me. <laughs> Makes sense. And so your rap name is your government name? Nah. No, okay. You switched that up at some point? I did. Well, Day is my government name, but it's half of it. Oh, and then okay. Sulan came from Mulan. Oh, okay. Because that was like my little favorite like character growing up. The Mulan Rouge shit? Nah, Mulan. Oh, see, what? I'm old school. I'm thinking about that Christina Aguilera song. <laughs> Who was the original song? <laughs> nah, the Disney shit. The oh, Mulan. Yeah. No, I know the Mulan. I've seen her. You know what I'm saying? Swore the niggas down. You know what I'm saying? She okay. <laughs> I'm thinking Mulan Rouge. I don't even really remember what that is. I just remember Christina Aguilera was involved with it. I'm dead. Yeah, I, I ain't even gonna lie. I don't even know about that shit. Generation Gap. Yeah, right my, there. My bad. <laughs> <It's> all right. <laughs> my bad right there. <laughs> no, that makes sense. All right. Anybody you want to uh, shout out or anything we need to look forward to? Shit. Nah. I mean, yo, shout out my fam. Shout out YG. Shout out my team. I love y'all. Y'all doing your shit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> shout out to the city. Kind of the west side. You know, I'm doing it for y'all. Um, <laughs> there it is. Now, you're a real, yeah. you're a real like LA chick. I appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, and feel the energy. You like you you speak on behalf, I think, of a, a lot of a lot of girls out there in the city. So yeah, that's why yeah. I want to see you win for sure. Oh, I'm gonna win. There it is. I'll wait on it. Let's get it. I'll wait on it. Day salon, no jumper. Oh, honey. Coolest podcast in the world. Check us on YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes. Like, comment, subscribe. No jumper.com if you want support.